Hello, you are listening to Finding My Way, a podcast where we interview students and faculty of various disciplines to help prospective students learn more about the fields that they are interested in. Today, we'll be covering the Bachelor of Art degree, English, a degree offered through USC Dornsife College of Letters, Arts, and Sciences. Here to talk to us a bit more about it is a rising senior at the University of Southern California studying English, who's also getting their progressive master's degree in literary editing and publishing. From Napa Valley, California, Ruby Risch. Ruby, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right. So my knowledge about the actual English degree, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it. It's not that much. The only thing I really know about it is that there are two different emphases. I believe it is literature and creative writing. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. So I'm in the creative writing emphasis, but the literature aspect is more like classical works and stuff like that. So I get to do more creative working. Interesting. And what kind of creative work is that? Is that like your own projects that you get to come up with? Yeah, so I've taken numerous workshop classes for fiction, creative nonfiction, and basically we're put in a room with like a very small amount of people, probably 10 to 12 students, and we talk about writing, we read examples of the style and the genres, and then we apply that to ourselves, and we create our own short stories or little memoiristic things, and yeah. Wow. That's kind of cool. So are most of the classes centered like that where you do workshops with other students? So it doesn't sound like it's very lecture heavy then. Um, it depends. So a lot of the coursework, there's a core in. Okay. hold on. Mm. So a lot of the coursework is literature focused because it is within the English major mm -hmm. and it's just an emphasis on creative writing. So I still have to take the literature before 1800, literature after 1800 kind of big more lecture style things where we discuss like Beowulf and like epic poetry and and we do a lot of well-known works of literature from like the American canon or from the English canon but then the flip side of it is we also get those really fun creative uh, writing workshops which are very intimate and you get to know your cohort of writers and it's very 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 fun and interesting and how big are these classes uh, usually, I'd say the more literature-focused classes are around 20 students, which is still very small for a class, but the workshop classes are very, very intimate. It's probably around 10 to 12 students, I want to say. Really? Sometimes less, yeah. It's and honestly so great. How does a workshop work exactly? Do you just write your own pieces, share it with the other people, get criticism for it, and then rewrite? How does a workshop typically work for this degree? So a workshop is every student in the class writes a piece based on whatever the professor's um, assignment is. And that can be fiction, nonfiction, whatever. But everyone writes it and then everyone in the class gets the manuscript. Everyone reads it. They do line edits. They ask questions on their manuscripts and they write up what's working for the piece, what's not working for the piece, what they think could be improved, what could help the character development, the arc, everything like that. And then we come together and then every class we do two to three people's manuscripts. And basically we just go around the room, talk about what we loved, what we thought, really works for the author and what we think can maybe improve the piece and what the author is trying to convey to their audience. Hmm. Is it 
kind of difficult each week you go into it getting critiqued about something that you're uh, working so hard on personally i like writing workshops are where i feel like most at home really? i mean i get to read dozens of these like manuscripts these first drafts and they're so raw and fresh and like unique and then i get to ask all these questions like to the author straight to their face yeah and i mean it's one of the most important aspects of writing is asking questions and letting the author know how they can improve it and i mean you have to ask questions in order to make sure the audience is kind of understanding what the author wants them to understand and what they're trying to get across so i think it's really fun i mean it's definitely hard to hear like you've written this you've spent so much time on this sentence and it's beautiful and it's idiosyncratic and it's all exactly what you want to say but they don't get it mm -hmm. sometimes that's hard to like go back and be like okay i need to make this more like i don't know make more sense i guess yeah but honestly it's all in good fun and like we're just trying to help everyone out make sure like the best is put forward so yeah. i go into it with a very enthusiastic attitude right that's all you need you guys are just out there working making each other better creatively day in day out there's nothing better than that exactly but i mean you have to just kind of go all in yeah i mean nobody's going to learn anything if you're just telling the writer how well they're doing hey nobody wants to blow smoke up <laughs> like that yeah no, you got to critique and make them better all right i do definitely want to get into some of your background though mm -hmm. i know you chose this and it's a very unique major what were some of your favorite books to read growing up oh my god well <laughs> i was definitely one of the kids who read all of the series of unfortunate events books mm. they were amazing it was an amazing series and then i was a harry potter kid sure who wasn't nice um, we all are deep down <laughs> exactly exactly so i read a lot of that kind of stuff but as i got into like high school and now college, I'm reaching out more into the creative nonfiction or nonfiction and a lot of biographies. I love Joan Didion. She's a great journalist. She's a great memoir writer. I just read one of her books called Let Me Tell You What I Mean. And she goes through all of her writing process and like all of her life, basically. And it's so interesting to read these different styles of writing. And you get such a broad taste of like what it means to be a writer and who you're writing for. Yeah. And how does USC differ from the other courses you were looking at or the other schools that you were looking at for creative writing emphasis? Well, I mean, I actually transferred from the George Washington University. So oh. I've only really been at USC for about a year and a half, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And I just found USC's writing program to be a lot wider. There's a lot more classes offered than what I found elsewhere. And Plus, they had this master's program that I really wanted to take, which was the um, progressive degree in literary editing and publishing, which is something you can only get at USC. And I'm excited. So yeah. So I'm really actually excited. Yeah. No, that sounds exciting. I don't think a lot of the listeners actually know what a progressive degree is. Would you care to share some light on that? Sure. So the progressive degree program is something you apply for your junior year as an undergrad. And if accepted, you would start the master's classes during the senior year of your undergraduate degree. So it's kind of like an overlap there. Mm -hmm. You'd be taking undergrad and graduate classes during the same semesters. And then once you graduate your bachelor's, you only have one extra year of solely master's classes. So technically two years of master's, 
But since it's kind of combined in that last year of the undergrad, you only have one extra year of school. That's incredibly unique. I don't think, I at least don't know any other school besides USC that allows you to do that. And it's saving an extra year. Why not? Exactly. Why yeah. not? Why not? So why did you choose literary editing and publishing? Well, I think when I entered the creative writing program as a freshman in college, I was really set on being a writer, being an author. Mm -hmm. And while I am still very interested in like creating works of my own and kind of telling my own story, there's so much work out there that needs help, that needs editing, that needs revision, that needs just someone else's ear and eye. And I love that because I do love the writing workshop process. And it's one of my favorite things to just sit down with a fresh manuscript and just go through it and see how it could be made better. Because when you read something like that, there's endless potential. Mm. And all you have to do is kind of pick what works and expand upon it and then add in a little more for like character development, arc, plot, you know, perspective, something that makes it unique to the author and relatable to the audience. Mm. And is, does your process change a little bit, like when you're ready to write for yourself, when you're creating your own stories versus when you're editing? Has it changed? Yeah, has it changed? Um, I think, yes, it changes every time, yeah. to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what I'm writing. A lot of the time I, I have ideas and I just write them down on like scraps of paper. And like, if I'm formulating a story, I'll take those like post-its and I'll stick them on a wall and I'll rearrange them so I know like in what order I want to bring them up in the piece kind of thing. And that's always really fun. It's more like a puzzle and it adds a more <laughs> entertaining element for me and helps me keep track of the entire timeline of the piece. But sometimes I just sit down and I just write and then it's there on the page. And sometimes I don't write because I have writer's block and it's infuriating. And then yeah. I just write chunks at a time and then they're just very like, they don't go together very well. So I have to work on like a transition so every, every time it was different, but it's all fun. How does that work when you're actually getting graded on all these things? Because writer's block is such a major thing mm -hmm. that even happens to the best of the best. It is. And the major itself, I feel, is very subjective. Um, but I don't know. The grades are more, I want to say, like effort-based. I mean, it's very evident if someone is just putting their heart and soul into a piece and they just don't have the correct grammatical style or syntax to like communicate what they want to say. And it's equally as evident if someone's just like once upon a time, there was an ogre, blah, blah, blah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like very generic. You don't, have, you want to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as far as the projects that you're actually creating go, do mm -hmm. you, switch like do you create a new project each time each workshop or do you have one major story that you're trying to tell and you work on that throughout the year well usually we have two to three major assignments which is two to three major like manuscripts to turn in each one of different content or different style or different genre and uh, what we do is we bring that to workshop, the class workshops that you take at home, you revise it for the professor, and then you turn it in kind of with your final portfolio. So you do that with each manuscript. So you have the first draft and then you have the finished revised draft. But personally, I like to do like revision and then revision and then revision and then more revision. So mm -hmm. yeah. it just depends on the person, I suppose. Huh. And then 
say one of your works you feel incredible about it you're like i'm so proud of what i did this is something that i think can actually go to the next level like i think you can be mm-hmm. published or anything like that do you have the proper resources there to take it to the next level so this is something i would probably propose to change in the program okay. is more discussion of publication we learn a lot about what it takes to be a great writer and a great editor and a great revisionist, but I think a lot of people come out of these classes and they have these great pieces of writing that never see the light of day again. Mm. And learning more about like how to get those pieces out into the publication world could help a lot of students with like a more professional creative career. And I mean, there are resources at at USC, but I feel like we don't take advantage of them as much as we should. So incorporating that into a course or into the program as a whole would really help students. Hmm. Do you think that's because maybe if there is, I don't know if there is or not, maybe there is a lack of information on how to do so and who to reach out to if you want it? Um, I'm not sure if it's a lack of information. There's a lot of at least for myself, it, I get very nervous about putting my work out there. Fear of rejection is a very real thing. Yeah. And the publication world is just so harsh and cruel. And it takes a lot to break into it. But there are a lot of resources. Uh, there's this website called Submittable that kind of allows you to just browse through all these different types of journals and columns and literary magazines that you could submit to for free for a contest for anything like that one of my professors told me about it and i've been using that for a while so it just depends then when you do something like that in the back of your mind like is there a thought like oh somebody can maybe steal my work or anything of that Uh, nature or no never i don't know if that's ever crossed my mind good hey that's a positive thing (laughs) let me ask you this because you have been in the major for a little while like you said it was over a year that you've been at usc and then you're at gw beforehand have has there been any misconceptions that you've kind of seen like going through the whole process now um i mean a lot of people do assume that there's a lot of work, like hard reading, like you're constantly reading, you're constantly writing, you're constantly thinking of literary analysis and what to do. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a lot of that and it is challenging, but I don't think it's as crazy as people think it is. I mean, that's just a big one. But other than that, I don't know. I don't think so. So let's hear it. How much reading do you actually have to do for these? (laughs) Well, have to do and actually do are very different things (laughs) in my book. So you're kind of putting yourself on the spot there ruby i I know i know i know i mean don't get me wrong it's challenging there's a lot of time spent reading Mm -hmm. and like you're reading classical works of literature you're reading journals articles fiction nonfiction, creative nonfiction. i mean the variety is endless and the major is certainly challenging in that aspect but Mm -hmm. as much as it is challenging it's exciting and always new and fresh and i mean it supports my enthusiasm for writing but a lot of the time i mean man I'm sitting down with Beowulf. I don't need to read the whole thing. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. I don't have to do that if we're just going to just discuss it in a lecture. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It really it depends on the course. And a lot of professors assign shorter reads for the day rather than like novels. It's it's all in the specifics of the course. Okay. Let me ask you this because... Listen, I love writing. There was a time in my life where I was writing every week, coming up with little short stories for myself, and I really did love it. 
But one of the most intimidating things for me was I could never understand some of the really classic works, mm. like the Shakespeare the that we see, the language, just like mm. understanding it and having to this uh dissect each word like for me that was very difficult to do for somebody like me maybe who's listening to this podcast if they're not the biggest fan of some of the classics but they really do love writing is this Mm -hmm. a degree that might be for them i think honestly it definitely is everything's interesting Mm -hmm. i mean if you don't understand the language that you're reading for homework the professor will definitely explain it in class to you and they will give you resources that will kind of help you translate that into more of a digestible language. Okay. That's fair then. No, that's fair. So it's, it's not as significant then. Like if you love writing at the end of the day, you can get it done. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Fair. Why don't we hear a little bit about what your typical day is like with this major? Well, okay, let's see. Last semester, I took a fiction writing workshop, a creative writing, a creative nonfiction workshop, a American literature course, and a general education biology class. So I would go to my classes, I suppose, and listen to the lecture and one, participate in the discussion, do the workshops, and then just kind of muddle through biology, Hmm. (laughs) survive. Was it manageable with like maybe a social life, getting a job, anything like that? Oh, definitely. I mean, being creative for the workshop aspects and like making my own manuscripts, it's not like I can just sit down and be instantly creative. I definitely have time to go. I I guess I make time to go hang out with friends, to go on adventures, to do things that will kind of spark my creativity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's definitely manageable and it's encouraged not to just kind of sit at your computer until you can write that's not encouraged (laughs) no that's fair so what are some of the highlights and lowlights of this major and of your experience with it i know we already said the publishing is kind of an issue but um i think i mean for me since i am more since i am in the creative writing emphasis i tend to lean more towards the workshop classes so like the literature before 1800 class and the literature after 1800 class those kinds of things it's it's a class I sit through basically and it's hard to just kind of relate that to what I want to do in the future Mm -hmm. but the highlights are definitely the workshops I mean I took this creative nonfiction writing class and oh my gosh I got to write about my family my relationships I got to tell my story and I got to tell it my way with my like idiosyncrasies and have the class kind of learn from that and it's so much fun to see the reactions and it's so much fun to have them help me along my way to kind of this final draft of, wow, I got to keep this forever. And it's about me. Yeah. Do you share these stories with other people or maybe post them anywhere or no, you keep them to yourself? Um, For the most part, I share them with my family and with my close friends, whoever kind of wants, like expresses an interest. I'm not keeping it from anyone, mm-hmm. but I am. I'm nervous about publication, I'd say. I'm just, no, it's I've done hard. it before and yeah. it's scary and the waiting game is always the worst. What's the waiting game? The waiting game is you submit something to a publication and you wait on, like you wait to hear back from them for months at a time. Wow. So if it takes they, that long. 
it it does take that long. So they read it among like probably hundreds or thousands, depending on where you're submitting to. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of, yes, no, yes, no kind of thing. And you find out if you're a yes or a no and takes months. It's so nerve wracking. Yeah. So what kind of advice do you give to yourself then to muster up the courage to go out and create something beautiful get it ready for the world saying hey this is my creation see it however way you want publications whether you take it or not this is something that i want to put out like how do you get that courage to be vulnerable in front of so many people i mean i god if i know (laughs) (laughs) i'm still trying to figure that out i mean a lot of it is i mean i've it might just be inherent i feel in a lot of people who want to be writers i I mean, I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. I'm not a STEM person at all. And I originally wanted to do film studies just so I could watch movies all the time. (laughs) And then in second grade, I wrote this story called for an assignment called The Divorce based on my life, on what was going on. And I read it to my entire class and to my mom and all the parents who were there. And she was like, Ruby, I'm so proud of you. You were being so earnest and being so truthful to your life. And you stood up and told that story when everyone else was telling fairy tales and honestly I think that was just it for me like mom yeah that was the moment that I was like that was the moment you can be an author exactly and has that trend of kind of very realistic stories to your actual life and hardships and everything like that is that a common trend with most of your stories um I'd say I've taken an equal amount of fiction classes to nonfiction classes. Mm-hmm. And I do tend to prefer creative nonfiction. Um, it's more specific and I can really create this picture on the page for my audience that they can visualize when they're reading. And it's so much harder with fiction to do that because you're creating something out of thin air almost. You're creating characters who've never existed, people mm-hmm. who are going to carry on throughout the story and you want your readers to be invested and interested in them and understand them. And how do you do that if it's not, you know, yourself? <laughs> so yeah. it's so much harder. It's Don't get me wrong. It's possible. It's fun. It's <laughs> everything great, but creative nonfiction is so much more personal. And it, I feel like it allows the audience to really relate and connect to the author in a way that they would never in fiction. Mm. Interesting. I kind of love that. I never really thought of how vulnerable the author is being in creative mm-hmm. nonfiction. And then it just made me have such a higher level of appreciation for the really great authors that are able to do fantasy work as well and mm-hmm. fiction because like they have an incredible imagination. It's crazy. The world building that goes on in fiction is insane and you have to keep it consistent and oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It is. Yeah. Okay. How about what is it like? How is it like when you graduate with this degree? Do most people go straight into the working force or do they get some sort of higher level degree afterwards? You know, I'm not too sure on that. I'm, I know a lot of people try to pursue a master's or a PhD because a lot of people go into teaching after an English degree. Mm-hmm. But my direction is I want to be more of like an author, like a copy editor kind of thing. Mm. So it really depends. Okay. And 
So those are the different jobs that you can get. Do you know what the salaries might be depending on which jobs you get? I don't know exactly, but I know they're not very high. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I mean, if you have a love a, for it, at yeah, the end of the day, that's exactly. what's going to fill you it's up. It's a give and take. Yeah. And what kind of people do you think do really well pursuing an English degree? Can you be more specific? <laughs> sure. Um, the way I think of it is you have to be creative, right? Somebody that's going to do really well in bio, like there are either two people that do incredibly well. The people that are able to memorize everything, something clicks in their brain and they're just able to understand human anatomy, microbiology, all these things because it just clicks or the people that work incredibly hard for this because they have a genuine interest for health, for being a doctor, anything of that nature. So if you're pursuing an English degree, what kinds of people are going to do it? The people that are passionate about certain kinds of writing, the people that are passionate about sharing stories, anything like that. I think the biggest thing, if you wanted to go into writing is you have to have a love of reading. That's mm-hmm. the big thing. You only get better every, every time you read, you only get better in writing and seeing the variety of authors and their styles is just so beneficial for you. And I mean, if you have a love of like grammar and punctuation, obviously, I mean, you have to know all the grammar and punctuation rules just so you can explain why it's necessary to the piece to have those in there. And um, everything is for the reader, basically. Mm-hmm. Like every revision, every editing thing, everything the author does is for the reader, basically. <laughs> I mean, how they perceive what you're writing, I suppose. <laughs> That's kind of tough. So do you think there are authors out there that are writing pieces less because they genuinely want to, but just because they have to try to make it more centered towards the readers? Um, Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. There are some authors like that. Okay. Before we finish off, I do want to ask the one last question I always ask everybody. What kind of advice would you give somebody who is just starting your major and they don't know how it's going to go? They're kind of worried. First day's tomorrow. What kind of advice would you give them to do well and to tell them it's okay through all this? I mean, my advice is really just don't hold back. That Mm -hmm. is the worst thing you could do for yourself, especially in a workshop environment. Just enroll in the enroll in the workshop, go for it. I mean, it's easy to just sit back and listen to what other people have to say about someone else's piece, like listen to them say nice things. And but nobody's, I mean, it is important to it is important for the writer to know what's working in their piece just so they can improve their story based on what's working. But Mm -hmm. I do think that the main thing is don't be afraid to voice your own opinions, help the writer become a better writer and help yourself become a better editor in that process. You're helping yourself and you're helping other people. So make it happen. (laughs) I don't know. No, I love that. You got to be vulnerable. You have to be open to criticism and just be honest. Honesty at the end of the day is what you need. All right. Thank you so much for your time today, Ruby. It's been a pleasure having you.